For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We are back again. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams alongside the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He is a former professional baseball player, also NFL veteran, played in the NFL Europe, played in the XFL as well. Every time you see him, he'll hit you with that X or something like that, or maybe he'll punch you in the face. Now, he's a gentleman. How you doing, man? Man, good. Good to be back in the saddle, bro. Yes, sir. So we do this every week. It, we are uh, based out of Phoenix, Arizona, so we are a Cardinals show. So we talk about the, well, we kind of break it down. We talk about the previous week, uh, maybe a couple topical things that uh, involving the, the team itself, and then we kind of look ahead to the current week's matchup. So the Cardinals, and well, first of all, what we're going to talk about this week is looking back on the Cardinals game against the 49ers on Thursday night, which was Halloween, so that was interesting. And then couple different things that kind of crossed our mind. One is Patrick Peterson and his play from Thursday night, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Also, we want to talk about, now this is in, uh, um, there's there's a famous meme about this. We're going to talk about King and Drake. Drake. <laughs> so we're going to talk about King and Drake, and I guess David Johnson as well. So that has to be said. And then, of course, Chase Edmonds. Those three kind of have to be mentioned in the same breath. We'll look ahead to the, uh, to the game this week against the Buccaneers. And then, of course, we'll make our picks and go from there. But first, Ed, I was one. Now, I think, was it you? I thought that there was going to be that they would lose by, by 10 or more. Then the score was 28-25. to 25. The 49ers were victorious. The Cardinals are now 3-5-1. and one. I think you thought it was going to be a, a much bigger, much bigger uh, disparity in terms of points yeah. in favor of the 49ers. I, I mean, there are no more victories, but they did a, they did. They did play well. They they held it together. They they had chances to win this game. Your thoughts on looking forth, looking back on that, because there's a couple things that I want to maybe bring up and get your thoughts on. I think, I think that, uh, I think the head coach Kingsbury is taking some taking some blows, whereas maybe he shouldn't in terms of towards the end of the first half. And I'll get into that in a second. But your thoughts on the game overall? Man, it was a you talk about a mixed bag. It's yeah. almost like you know we just had Halloween, right? And the yes. kids go out. And they come back, you know, my little dude, he comes back, and the first thing I want to do is look in that, that uh, bag that he took out. You know, and normally, you know, you dig in there, and you got everything from the Whoppers yes. to the Jolly Ranchers to the, uh, you know, the Reese's and all that kind of stuff. It was really, this game for me was the Cardinals come out of the box, you know, drive the ball right down the field, yes, sir. seven points on the board, and I was, I was like, wow, that was impressive, you know. Then they go on the shell for the rest of the first half. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like they forgot how to run offense. I mean, the offensive numbers at the end of it were just ridiculously low passing, you know, everything. Um, and the, the, the 49ers kind of did what I expected them to do. I think at the end of the first half, the score was 21-7. to Right. So we go in at half, and then the Cardinals come out after, and it was like somebody, you know, they, they went in there and somebody talked to them about something because they came out and made some adjustments. 
and and kind of you know had the the, the 49ers defense on their heels the whole way through the second half, or at least most of the second half, and then toward the end of the game they reverted back to the first half dismal you know approach, you know, yeah. and then you'll probably want to speak on it too. One of the killers was that halftime timeout right at the beginning. Yes, you know. Kingsbury calls it, you know, play is stuffed. You give them a second chance, they score going in. And I said that's where you get the twenty-one to seven. Let's so, well, let's let's talk about that real quick before mm-hmm. we continue on. So it, you don't know what's going to happen, and when you're a coach on that side sideline, you don't know when you're if you're going into it and you're trying to call that timeout. And I think the reasoning he gave is a valid one, or I want to see if you believe it's a valid one. They typically, if you're going to run that play, there's a couple seconds left in the half. It's a four. It's a fourth down play. What are they going to be able to do? They, you want to, They're going to run their best play. So you call the timeout so that you can see what they're what they're going to do because you figure that they're going to run that same play again or they're going to run some 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 uh, some form of it some some form of it maybe moving forward. But Calls the timeout. They end up. Uh, they end up stuffing him. Then you know, I think it was Hassan Reddick that made the play. But then he was. Then he didn't make the play when they when they went for it again because obviously the the timeout was called. Do you do do you disparage? Do you do you fault Kingsbury for calling that timeout? Here's the thing. Hindsight is twenty twenty vision. You know they must have either. I'll say this much. Two scenarios. One. They either saw something they didn't like mm-hmm. and figured, okay, let's call a timeout because we can now adjust. Right. Or as our buddy, good buddy uh, Earl always said, he went into panic mode. Right. And panic mode, you, and here's the thing, we'll never know. Mm-hmm. Only Kingsbury knows why he called the timeout internally. You know, like I said, if he saw something they didn't like or something they, you know, planned for, you know, that's good. We'll never know. They called the timeout. If they would have made the stop, He'd have been like a genius because oh he must have saw something yeah and you know he made they made an adjustment and you know you know we can we can go that route you know so for me without knowing and without I guess being able to dissect it down to the Miller I guess Miller frame on the on the the the, the uh, film yeah you, we'll just never know I, I hate the I hate what it looks like though because it okay. does look like look to me it looks more like panic because they weren't prepared for something. And couldn't make an adjustment fast enough, and then hey, we got to call a timeout. And just like I said, the bad luck is you stopped them on that play. Okay. Then the next play, they come back and they score. And here's the thing: with just a couple seconds left, you were that close. Just a couple seconds. Just a couple. You were a couple seconds from getting out of that clean. You know, if you stop them, you go on. You're only down 14-7. That's a huge momentum uh, shifter. And like I said, when you look at the final score, 28-25. That seven points instead of yeah. maybe three for a field goal or stopping them could have been the difference. This is true. So go ahead with your assessment of the rest of the game. Yeah, you know, the, the rest of the game, like I said, it was one of those things where they I saw promise. Mm-hmm. But you, and I know where we are in this season with the Cardinals. You know, putting up fights right now is a good thing. But they keep teasing us because they're closer than we thought or closer than they we think they should be gotcha. in some of these games. Like with the... You know, you go over to New Orleans and we're thinking everyone gonna slack. They do. That was one of those instances. Yeah. This one we thought short week, San Fran, what they did to Carolina, they're gonna come in here with that running game and roll us. In fact, our off our, our defense stood up to the run game. They just couldn't stop Jimmy G this time around. Jimmy had a great game, four touchdowns. He looked And he's he has been so far this year, he's been 
meh. Yeah, he's meh average. So they let somebody who was underperforming for the most part all year go out and get, like you said, four touchdowns. Uh, four touchdowns, get a one 136.9 quarterback rating. That's just, you have you have to do a better job. Well, you know, I think we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and, like, okay, what he hasn't done to this season. But we know what Good they point. paid him for. Good point. And to be honest with you, he just did his job. And I think with the offense that they're running and the running game and the things they have, yeah. the tools, they go out and get, um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders. Was a, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. So yeah. they, they add... Added a weapon for him. Seven receptions for 112 yards yeah. in that game. But, but he was, Jimmy G just did what I think he's capable of doing. He just hasn't done it to this point. He just picked it against the Cardinals, and especially because the Cardinals stepped up and stopped that running game. Because they had a run on us like they ran against uh, Carolina. It been a, I mean, he probably would end up with some old mediocre numbers again. Yeah. But when he was finally called into it, it was like kind of crunch time. They they did with bulk of their scoring in the first half, and I think they only scored seven in the second, half. In the second half. But by then, like I said, they had done their damage, and they were, to a certain degree, just trying to skate and get out of here, which they ended up doing. The, the fact that the Cardinals made it really, really interesting, it's a good and a bad for us because here's the thing, and I, you talk about this all the time. They're giving it to us in spurts where that curl, mm, yeah. and then that, that middle part of the game, boy, that curl was clicking. Yeah. And they had the juice on there, no drip. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a, a ice cube, you know. <laughs> ice cube in, uh, in Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, you so. know. It looked good, and then all of a sudden it went back to that, hey, you know, it got a little drippy. Yeah. And, or it dried up on us or whatever. Cause they, they, that, and that's what we're getting in spurts. Right. We're getting a little good. We're getting a little more bad, yeah. And then you know, so the 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 key for the Cardinals, they got to eventually figure out how to make that thing work for, yeah. You know, at least that's what yeah. It's like going to the school dance, right? You can't be sneaking in the bathroom and you know you gotta get that curl. Gotta come right. You gotta come right and get it through the night. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fool for that. One of the things I don't know if you knew this, but uh, gosh, there was a tight end that had a good game. For uh, for San Francisco, George oh, Kittle, Kittle? Yeah. Yeah, 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 six yards, six <laughs> six receptions, seventy nine yards, and, and that's being hurt. Happened. That was being hurt. He was hurt early in the game and limped through it, but still managed to. You know he was going to limp through it, man. You know they <laughs> was playing. You know he was going to limp through that. Now, one of the things that you mentioned, somebody who hit the hole fast. Ooh. He was in the fast, man. He Down only had to play for about. He's only with the team for about what two, three days. Before. Two days. Yeah. That third. Well, the other day was a travel day, so two days. Kenyon Drake, fifteen carries, one hundred ten yards. Even had four receptions for fifty-two yards. So he's he's going to be around. They traded for him. The the buzz is that they want to bring him back. That they intend on bringing him back. That that's one of the things that they want to do. So what is what does it say about? In theory, what it does, I know you're going to take the other side of this, so I'll take this side because I know you're going to take the other side. You have Edmonds, you have Drake, you have Johnson. Wow, what a great, what three great weapons that you can, if if thinking this, let's think next season, that you're able to say, wow, or even the rest of this season, we can use all of these players, we can have two, two of these backs in the backfield, one can then go out to wide receiver. We know that Drake Drake is a good receiving running back, as is Edmonds, as is Johnson. So all these toys that somebody like Kingsbury will have at his disposal, maybe then, because of the speed of a Drake, maybe he can 
take the top off of a defense like some of the uh, wide receivers that we have can't do, or if they can take the top off, they just can't catch it and bring it home. So there are all these possibilities, these endless possibilities because of Kenyon Drake. I know you're going to take the opposite side, so what you got? All right. We'd all love to be like Dr. Dre and have a garage full of cars, right? <laughs> this is We're true. working on budgets, right? Hell That's yeah. exactly what the Cardinals are doing. The Cardinals right. are working on salary cap and budgets and stuff like that. So it sure would be nice to have a limo for Saturday, <laughs> a Ferrari for Sunday, and take that little, you know, take the Hummer out on Monday if you want, right? <laughs> That's not how we roll. Right. And what I'm thinking for the Cardinals that it'll be really nice. You know, Kenyon's going to want his money, too. You've already paid David. Edmonds, you know, he's not really there yet. But yeah. you got all these other pieces and things you got to take care of, too, within yeah. the house, not just in the garage with these fancy cars. So, for true, me, true. it's a situation where, and I, I got to be honest, I'm going to beat the chest a little bit because I've been saying since day one, since training camp, I didn't like David's fit for this particular offense. Then you watch somebody who has not even entered the, to the credit of the 49ers, they had no film on Dre on Kenyon in this offense. Right. You know, it was all, they didn't know what they were preparing for. On a short week, you come out here, Kenyon gasses them. So it might have been a, one of those mirages in the desert, but it also could be a sign that, hey, this dude looked really good in that, and if we do X, Y, Z, this could be our dude for the future. I just think with what I've seen from David so far in terms of his I guess, lack of punch in this offense. The offense doesn't fit him really well. And also his injuries and different things. You watch somebody like Kenyon come in here, and it's like, wow, that looked really good. And I guarantee there's a whole bunch of dudes in the locker room that were like, like, you know, he's sitting out whispering, and David was probably sitting over his locker, (laughs) looking around, well, I can do that too. (laughs) So it's going to be really interesting as we move forward. forward. Here's here's the kicker. What it looks like moving forward. If Kenyon comes out here, and every game's not going to be that. This is true. But if he comes out here and it just looks better and feels a little better, this could be the the first writing on the wall. It might be in pencil, but eventually, like I said, we get further into this. And if David doesn't come back or he eventually comes back and he's just not quite there, they might say, hey, David, just, you know, why don't you just – Sit down for a little bit. We're going to run this one. And no, but I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, No, coach. no, no. We want to make sure you're 100% healthy. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm nah, good. man. Hey. <laughs> you, you, hey, we got this, man. Yeah. And that yeah. might be the, we don't want you to get hurt anymore so we can. Yeah, we can put you on that trade market. <laughs> okay. So, speaking of trade market, there, Patrick Peterson, we know over the last couple seasons that he, for various reasons, it was rumored first he requested a trade, and then the bad in terms of a bad relationship with the with the organization, he was on suspension for six games because of because of a masking agent uh, in a in a urine test. So he came back that first that first week. I thought it was I thought he did a good job in terms of that maybe they were maybe they were deploying him in a way or doing different things with the defense that that now it was going to turn that corner. Second game back. It seemed like there was something that made you kind of start to start to raise your eyebrows a little bit. This game against the 49ers, there was a pass. I want to say it was against Emmanuel. No, yeah, I think it was Emmanuel Sanders. And when Emmanuel Sanders turned around, that ball was right there in, mm-hmm. the, in his bread basket. Yeah. I think it was in the first half. And it was 
Patrick Peterson was turned around. Is this he just and that's not something that you see from Patrick Peterson. The uh, you saw another in terms of another uh, a play. I think that he gave up a, a touchdown. Just the receptions. Something just didn't seem right with him. For me, it looked watching at home that it was maybe an effort thing. Am I right? Am I wrong? What did you see on that? What, what were your thoughts in terms of his performance last week and since he's come back from suspension? Well, one of the things, and I, we covered, obviously, we talked about the, the, the Saints the week before, and I had something in my notes, and I never even used it. And then, you know, it's it almost like it came back to me after watching him this week. Last week against the Saints, I know we like to jump too far back, yeah. I saw something, they said how he's had very little success against physical receivers, and Michael Thomas is one of those dudes, and, you know, Michael Thomas had a pretty good game last week. Yeah. This week, almost, it was it was funny, because I'm watching Peterson out there, and there was a couple times where I was like, he looked like just another dude out there, yeah. and there was a couple times when, like, somebody made a play, or Sanders or whoever made a play against him, and I was like, well, let me see who's getting up from that pile. I was like, ooh, that was, look, and I don't know whether it was an effort thing, mm-hmm. or just you know, obviously he was out for six weeks, and no matter how many reps you do on your own, yeah. you know, and then you're so talking about a short week, stuff, you, yeah. you know, a short week coming back. Maybe he was gassed a little bit. Maybe it was his uh, endurance, and he just wasn't quite there yet. But like you said, he looked, it, from from my standpoint, it did look like a semi-effort slash he just wasn't there. And like I said, he really looked just like another dude out there. He didn't look like he should be wearing number 21. There was a couple times I was like, I was expecting somebody like wearing 25 or something to get up from the pile sure. or, you know, chasing down a receiver who just beat him. And like I said, that that, that might have just been one of those short weeks trying to catch your breath still, not quite legs under you. So I'll give him that benefit. But, you know, if we see too much more of that, they might be dreading the fact that they didn't get high dollar for him when they could. But, I mean, we're talking about Patrick Peterson. He's one of those elite corners. Uh, everybody's entitled to a bad one. We'll see how it goes from here. But he definitely, he's the key to stopping and, you know, maintain. Like, you know, we got to get off the field on third downs. We got to, you know, get more interceptions, create some turnovers. We got to clamp down on their number one receivers. We haven't done that all through the season, first six games, and then the last two with him. So we'll see how it goes from there. So the Buccaneers are coming into town. They are two and six. Bruce Arians, the former coach, is, is uh, well, actually, I should say the Cardinals are going yeah. to Tampa Bay. They're going to be on the road for the next uh, four weeks, and they won't be back at, at home until December, So, which is odd. It's, yeah, it's terrible crazy schedule. Terrible by the schedule makers. The, again, they come in, to, come in two and six. The Buccaneers, their points for, their 28th. I mean, they're fourth in the league, so 28.8 in terms of points for. Points against. They are 31st, so 25 uh, with 31.5 points giving up. So that's definitely not good. That leads to a two and six record. Jameis Winston, who is the who is the quintessential high ceiling, super low floor, uh, because he's definitely going to throw some interceptions, and then all of a sudden he's going to try to rally you at the end of the game. They lost last week to the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, the score was uh, thirty-seven to twenty-six, and it was one of those things that put the the oh no, no they, they played Seattle. Seattle. They, yeah, yeah, they right. played Seattle. Was the wrong one. They played yeah. Seattle, so forty to thirty-four overtime, overtime. Too. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's 
You know they're going to come in and try to be a solid defensive team, but the numbers bear out that they just haven't been able to do that. Your thoughts on this matchup uh, with Bruce Arians, who you know how he wants to play. He wants to, it's no risk it, no biscuit in that whole philosophy. Uh, with this particular Cardinals team, what, how do you see this one playing out in, you know, as they head over to Tampa Bay? Yeah, I wouldn't call this a revenge game because B.A., he kind of left on his own accord. Uh, you know, we've got the defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Offensive coordinator. Uh, Leftwich. Leftwich. Yes. So it's almost like a reunion. You know, they, they were all here not too long ago. But I don't think there was any ill will in terms of them leaving. Right. So it's not like what you call one of those revenge situations. But right. I will say, B.A. and I mean, the whole cast and crew, they've got a pretty good idea of what we have over here. It's all new, obviously, because you got Kingsbury and, and Murray. And, you know, it's a little it's a little different. But I'm sure uh, B.A. is going to be rearing... So if he can, kind of light it up a little bit. Um, it, it might be one of those wide-open games. I think the, the advantage we have is they have Jameis Winston on their side. And we all know, <laughs> <laughs> we all know how he likes to toss it. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. Well, we got two interceptions on the season now, one in maybe two, somewhere yeah. in that area, yeah, right? Take a look, yeah. If you come out of this one without at least – Four, I mean, Ooh, you total good, of four. Point, good point. This, I mean, because Jameis is known, but Jameis sometimes like, like locker room throwing interceptions. Yeah, you know, uh, Jameis like he colorblind or something. I think they should check his eyes, but but if you don't come over with at least twelve interceptions in, for Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah, and I think as a team we as we have two defensively. So, in that area, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. So, this is one of those ones, if we don't come away with at least a couple here uh, and put up a showing. And this is one of those, once again, man, this is, you know, one of those games where we talked about Giants, Bengals, uh, even Falcons coming in here. It's like, well, if you don't win these, when are you going to potentially win if you look down your schedule? You still got another win. Because I think we go right back out to... Uh, San Fran to play the Niners. You do. You got two with the Rams still. You got one with Seattle, and so it's one of those things, man. Where this one, this one, you compete. I think you match up well with uh, Tampa Bay. So you know, I'm not. I will give our picks in a little bit here. This one, those ones, though. If you go over and lay an egg, and after playing at least halfway decent against San Fran, you're will you're really going to start to lose some people in terms of. Like you know what we're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. So I'm not saying win, but at least go over and play well because we all know on the road it's tough to win. We and then you see what Tampa did against Seattle. I mean that shows that when they're right, when they're doing what they're supposed to do, they're not a bad team. Right. But we can still go over there and get them, in my opinion. If you you know if we you know play the right the game. Now here's something. Do you think that bowls because it's I think it's been. Uh, mentioned locally for sure on on the radio uh, out here that do you think Bowles is going to come for Kyler Murray because teams haven't really done that as of yet applying that really that bringing the house towards Kyler Murray so they haven't done that yet maybe because they don't want to be the first one to get to to be taken advantage of in that way from a long touchdown run what do you think as far as that well this is an interesting matchup and good timing for Tampa Bay if you ask me after okay. just playing Seattle. With Russell I've heard Wilson. That, yeah, because they're similar. They're, they're, they're close enough. Not the same, but right. close enough. Close enough. And, you know, Kyler's definitely a little quicker twitch. And, you know, I think he's ready to hit the eject button a little quicker than Will, Russell Wilson. Russell stays yeah. more in the pocket. But they're very similar, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, the difference is 
Russell Wilson is a two-time Super Bowl contending, one-time winning. Yeah. Uh, you know, having kind of a MVP type season. He's been around the block a few times. Yes. Kyler has not been around the block. He ain't even left the main street yet. Right. You know? right. So with that being said, I think Bowles will be more intent to throw the kitchen sink at Kyler. One to try to confuse him. Two to try to make some things happen, or especially early in the game. And one of the things I will say I noticed about the Cardinals' offense to this point, yeah, teams are like they're coming in because they're starting to get more tape on them, but they're still coming in like not really knowing what to expect. Right. And we've seen the Cardinals. Remember the Saints game? They came out the little flea flicker right out the box, boom, boom. And then what's happening is as the game goes on, I think. The, the more they're getting to sit there and look at the tablets and see how they're trying to attack, then they're like, okay, all we got to do is this, 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 and kind of shut it down a little bit. Or in the case of the Niners, they shut us down early. We happen to make a couple adjustments right. that threw them on their heels. So it's one of those chess matches, chess matches, I should say, that Kingsbury is, he's doing a halfway decent job. He's just still not making those in-game adjustments right. to continue to keep the offense off or the defense off their toes, and you know, so it's one of those things where who knows what we'll see what version we get this week. Whether they come out light it up, then fade, or start out sluggish, then turn it on. So it's it's been that kind of mix to this point. I think this might be as I'm looking at these statistics. I think this might be one of those high-scoring games mm-hmm. because. Defensive pass yards per game, the at 280 yards a game, the Cardinals are 29th. At 293 yards a game, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 31st. Rush so with defensive uh, rushing yards per game, the Cardinals are 23rd, uh, 126 yards uh, rushing per game. But interestingly enough, and I think this is because um, maybe the because of that deficiency. With Tampa Bay, teams are passing on them quite a bit more. But they're actually first when it comes to defensive rushing yards a game at 78. So maybe that'll be interesting to see how how uh, King and Drake is is deployed and whether they'll be able to, to reach the century mark with them. So that being said, who you got in this game? Man, this is another one of those tough ones. And I, I would if they were playing on a neutral site, I'd probably go with the Cardinals. I really would just okay. because I know how Jameis is. I know how generous he is with the ball sometimes, and you just so. never know. But because they're over in Tampa, road test. Um, we'll see. You know, not I played in that was a Raymond James or whatever it is. Yes, it I is. played in it several times myself. When it's rocking, it can be a tough place to play. But it's not one of those places like a Minnesota or New Orleans or KC that it'll it can like the cap was going to come off it. Right. You know, so this could be a situation where. If the Cardinals go over, they can take the crowd out of it early, compete. But I still think, I like, when you match everything up, say you go Jameis versus Kyler. I yeah. give a slight edge to Kyler. He's a little more consistent, takes care of the ball, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Kingsbury versus B.A., who you got? I like B.A. and his attack, wide open attack. If Jameis is good Jameis and not bad Jameis, I like their offense a little better. Right. Um, defensively. Um, we got John. Was it uh, our man out here, Vance uh, Joseph, Joseph against versus Bowles. Bowles. I go with Bowles. I like Bowles. So you're talking at the minimum two out of three, and you know we and we don't. And you know it's funny we never talk about the Cardinals' special teams. Right. There's absolutely nothing special that, right, about special their special teams. Yeah. So like I was gonna say, well, it might come down. 
I haven't seen anything yet to this point. So with that being said, flipping the field or anything like that. Yeah. So with that being said, I would say, oh goodness, you say high scoring. I'm saying this could be. You know, the Cardinals do it. They'll be down late, but they'll come back and make it look closer than it was. So I'm looking at 33 to 24. Ooh, Tampa Bay. I got maybe 35, 28 Tampa Bay as well. So, we do this every week. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. On behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. So, we'll catch you next time. Tell a friend about us and spread the word. So, as my man Easy likes to say, Till next week, be easy out there. Are you good? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.